Welcome to the Accelerators Podcast. We're bringing you oncology news and views with guests from all over the field. The discussions on this show are not medical advice, and they represent our own opinions and not those of our employers. The Accelerators is part of the Photon Media family of podcasts. You can check out all of our shows at photonmedia.org. Hey there, Samuel Parikh, Medical Director at Lake Huron Medical Center and Medical Director at Onco Health, here with the Accelerators podcast. I have a journal club today on an article published in Advances in Radiation Oncology. The title of the publication is Image Guidance Improves Freedom from Recurrence Rate After Superficial Radiation Therapy for Non-Melanoma Skin Cancer. This is a very <laughs> interesting publication. Uh, in a radiation oncology journal for many reasons. Uh, I will get into industry's role in this publication, but I do want to note that I am friendly to industry. Um, in radiation oncology, we have to be. Industry improves technology, uh, guides us to new treatments, and uh, funds research. It employs many physicians, and I don't believe industry to be a villain at all. Uh, we advertise within. We have advertisements from industry, and uh, we value them as partners. I don't think this field can proceed and uh, progress without industry involvement. And I do thank industry for being involved in radiation oncology because we don't have the resources that medical oncology does. So let's get into it. Essentially, what this paper looked at is treatment of early-stage skin cancers, non-melanomatous, with superficial radiation therapy. Uh, they looked at a few different data sets that were treated with superficial radiation therapy with daily ultrasound. Most of these are going to be treated with Skin Cures product. Uh, it's a census machine, and it is a direct uh, applicator onto the lesion. You treat the lesion with a margin. And what they do is an ultrasound every day and potentially may change the plan, the energy, or the margins based on what they see on ultrasound. Uh, they compared their outcomes with two reference groups that did not use image guidance. They did not describe how these were treated, the dose and fractionation. They didn't describe whether these groups um used ultrasound at the time of simulation, uh, and they also did not compare to external beam radiation therapy, which is a major modality used in treating skin cancer. Most of us in radiation oncology use electrons to treat skin cancer, and for and more advanced lesions, we use IMRT or 3D treatment planning. Um, as we now know that many of these lesions may have higher risk features that uh, may involve the nerve root or the lymph nodes, and so sometimes more advanced techniques are needed. What they found was in their data set, the recurrence rate at two years was about 0.7%, and comparing to the not very uh, well-described uh, other data sets, there was a recurrence rate of about 6%. Their discussion says that image guidance is what improves freedom from recurrence rate. Now, they had 2,900 lesions in their ultrasound-guided group. 1,200 of these were lost to follow. That is a huge number. Uh, they used an 18-month cutoff 
and then remove those patients uh, from their analysis. The median follow-up was about 26 months. About 25%, or the 25 percentile was about 10 months. Uh, so these patients were not followed up for very long. We do know that local recurrence continues over time, and five years is a better marker. With this many lesions, they could have looked at the five-year uh, rates of control, but they didn't break it out that way. As I was saying, uh, the historical controls were undefined. Um, we don't know the energy they use. We don't know their margins. We don't know they're simulated. I mentioned earlier that they could have done an ultrasound on simulation day. And why I think that's important is because if you're treating superficial lesions or even with electrons, I do think an ultrasound on the day of sim helps. That helps you identify the lesion. There's hypoechoic features. You can see the border that you need to treat past. Give an adequate margin. And so we don't know whether it's the first ultrasound that matters or every single one after that. Skin cancer rarely changes. Uh, subcutaneously, it's not going to change a whole lot. Uh, that's why we do have margins to account for that. This study used smaller margins. They used 5 to 10 millimeter margins. Uh, we typically use 1 to 2 centimeter margins. Um, and they didn't really describe why their margins were smaller. They didn't compare radiation with electrons. I don't know exactly why you wouldn't put this in because this is a significant subset of the patients you're treating were treating with uh, radiation uh, in the real world. Uh, patients that are routed to radiation oncologists are going to be treated with this modality. These use larger margins and electrons are deeper penetrating. So if there was swelling or if there was changes in anatomy or if we were worried about missing the deeper edge of the margin, electrons would have accounted for this and we'd be able to see differences in recurrence or lack of difference in recurrence. Now, when you look at the patients treated, the median size was about one centimeter. These are small, small tumors. A lot of them were in the four or five millimeter range. Many practitioners would say we can watch these, we can treat them topically, um, or we can remove them easily uh, with Mohs, or we can use other um, not as advanced techniques and have a good, pretty good outcome. Interestingly, 21% or about one-fifth of these patients were in situ, which is stage zero disease. Why are these patients being treated with radiation? 80% of these lesions were stage zero and stage one. Uh, and I wonder, like, do these dermatologists discuss topical treatments? Do they discuss watching them? Uh, these are older patients. Um, they may not need anything done. This is a large number of lesions for a small uh, group of physicians treating them. Are these patients ever referred to radiation oncologists? Um, do they discuss any other treatments? Finally, the conclusion that image guidance improves survival, that's a, that's a very misleading title. It's hypothesis generating and something we should be looking at. But we don't know right now if that's what was the change because of the many other factors that I mentioned above. Looking at it from another perspective, when I put on my prior authorization hat, I do know that these patients are being submitted to insurance, and it is very rare uh, that it is mentioned that they're changing the plan in any meaningful way. I will say that uh, the company I work with, we have not found it to be useful, so we typically don't approve ultrasound guidance. There's not evidence for this other than this paper that claims it is evidence for it. Many of these groups that submit these uh, claims also charge a 77280 every day. That's a SIM charge. Why would they simulate them every day? 
that doesn't make any sense. It sounds like a money grab to me. Speaking to colleagues in the field, <laughs> this data set was presented to the Palmetto LCD to try to uh, change the policy and to add IGRT to the coverage, and it was not received well. In fact, they did not change their policy. Interestingly, I've been working with a dermatologist, and we've looked at um, Medicare data sets, and we show that many, many of these lesions or skin cancers are being treated by just a few pr providers. A few doctors are billing millions of dollars to Medicare for this, and they're billing daily ultrasound, uh, as well as daily 77280. And we don't know if these benefit patients. Now, when you get into the industry involvement, every patient, I mean, every author was uh, essentially paid by SkinCure, which is the private equity company uh, that provides the machine and staff for dermatology practices. As I said earlier, industry is not the enemy. Industry is good. This was purely developed and published for prior authorization reasons to try to maximize income. When you look at the presentations by SkinCure, you know, they, they want you to treat with as many fractions as possible. These treatments can be hypofractionated pretty easily. It's a good treatment. Now, I, I also did mention that superficial radiation therapy is something that I think is a great treatment for skin cancer. It's not superficial that's the problem. It's the image guidance. Uh, they partner with these practices, and they essentially split it 50-50. They provide all the staff, and they provide billing help, and the idea is to treat as many tiny lesions as you can. Whether or not this changes anything for the patients, it's very hard to say. I, I wouldn't say that this is a dermatology issue. There are many radiation oncologists that also probably treat cancers that shouldn't be treated. But in this case, we see that 20% of these patients didn't even have cancer. Um, and I, I just don't think that this is appropriate. This isn't how we want to do science. Uh, radiation oncology has some issues with this in general. Um, but our publishing is very weak. And at the end of the day, I don't blame SkinCure. I don't blame the dermatologist. This went through the editorial process. This was submitted to a journal, uh, a journal associated with Astro. It is supposedly scientific. It is supposedly oncology-focused, and they didn't look at basic things. This went through. We have some issues. We have conflict of interest here. We have a review process that clearly isn't working. And we have a publication that essentially is there to promote insurance coverage for something that we don't know benefits patients. There's a lot wrong here. I really wish we would take a step back, think about our goals, think about what we are here for. Are we here to make money? Are we here to make things easier for authorization purposes? Or are we trying to help patients? Are we trying to do it cost effectively? Are we trying to do right? And, you know, I'm not all high and mighty about all this because I know that human beings have incentives. But this to me is industry involvement gone amok. And essentially, it was helped by the publishing company, by the journal. And I really, really don't like it. I'm not sure what we can do. I did email the editors of the journal. I didn't get a response yet. I did get a response from somebody forwarding it to the editors of the journal, but I really hope they think about their processes and their commitment to cost-effective quality cancer care. Thanks for listening to this Journal Club. Have a great day.
Thanks for listening. If you liked our show, please subscribe and leave us a rating. Also, head to photonmedia.org and check out the rest of our content. We hope you're having a great day and look forward to seeing you again soon.